public service opinion has now been converted into a podcast. It started off as a vlog, but the amount of time that I took trying to make things look perfect, well, I ended up not really creating anything at all. I wanted to create this form of communication. Right now it's a podcast, but nonetheless, hear me out. The whole idea behind creating public service opinion is to be able to talk about the current events that shape the way we view the world. To think about the philosophies we hold near and dear to us. To understand how economic power and social power affects each and every single one of us. Essentially, public service opinion is my attempt to have a conversation with the world in a way that engages individuals, helps them learn about a new perspective, and also challenges my viewpoints. Because I think one of the greatest ways to learn is to hear from someone that doesn't really agree with you. Now, although the process may be difficult at first, and it may end up being that neither of you agree with each other at the end of whatever conversation you have or whatever interaction or relationship that you have, the whole process of conflict is pivotal to growth. Now, that's an aside topic because the first episode that I released of Public Service Opinion came out in December of 2020. Now, at least I say that was an intense, intense year. It was filled with a lot of difficulties for individuals all across the globe. Some people lost their lives. Many people lost their lives, their businesses, their idea of what the year would be like. So there was a lot of grief, there was a lot of sorrow. And on top of that, there were layered events with some individuals being confined in a space with their spouse whom regularly used to go to work really changed the dynamic for people. Or being confined in a space with your family that doesn't necessarily agree with the manner in which you've chosen to live your life that had certain effects on people. So what I'm doing is just speaking of hypotheticals and ways in which the grief and angst uh, caused by the global pandemic was multiplied by our own personal life situations. It was a tough year. Now that conflict birthed a lot of revolutionary movements, concepts, and ideas. The first being around anti-black racism. It stunned a lot of people around the world to see a black man being murdered on camera. His murder was shared around the world. And we also watched the court process. We learned how the judge took careful steps to have the video admitted into evidence, as per the rules of evidence. And the entire universe sighed <laughs> a big sigh of relief 
when the perpetrator, this police officer who murdered George Floyd, was found guilty. But the pain didn't stop there because there was a huge outpouring of anti-Asian hate as well. There's a lot of pain in 2020. There's a lot of pain for business owners, small business owners. Even larger companies and businesses had to downsize. And we were all forced to confront ourselves in some way or the other. The fact that we had to deal with stress and the dissolution of what we thought would occur. Now, I'm used to disappointments, planning things out, and then, hmm, you change my mind, or I'm, you know, prone to being adaptable to situations. So take, for example, today, I was working on an important project. I set my time at 7.30 p.m. to exercise in a specific place. But from my office, I could feel the heat of the sun on the back of my neck. Just that little speck of my neck that, you know, wasn't covered by my shawl. And it felt phenomenal. So I made the decision that I wanted to feel that speck, that feeling that I felt on the back of my neck, all over my body. I wanted to be out in the sunshine. And... I wanted to complete my task. So it was a compromise. I maneuvered and I decided to work from home, packed up my stuff, packed up my things, if that's the the better way to say it. And I headed out for a walk where I could feel the sun all over my body, that beautiful heat, people feeling comfortable being outside, but not too many people because people are hesitant. And for someone who's more uh, introverted, introvert prone, uh, that was phenomenal for me. It was phenomenal to be able to be outside without too many people on the sidewalk. Nonetheless, the moral of the story is I did end up working out and I did end up finishing the first draft of my assignment. And I'm now also working on the first episode of this podcast. And I think it's really important for me to define what the purpose is. The purpose is I want you, the listener, to understand the plethora of viewpoints that exist on this planet. Each of those viewpoints is beautiful, strange, odd, intelligent, depending on who you ask. Now, I'm not looking to be famous. I'm not looking to have a a huge amount of followers. I'm not looking to influence any individual because I fundamentally believe that I'm on a growth path. I'm on a path to grow. At this point in time, I'm not completely finished. Um, I started public service opinion when I was 29 years old. I don't think a 29-year-old has the full understanding of the depth of knowledge that exists on this planet. 
but I want to get there. And that's exactly why I'll be speaking to different individuals about their views on different subjects. Now, one thing that really strikes me about my thought process today is how much I value exercise. I believe exercise has the ability to change your mood, improve your mindset, and help you get significantly healthier. It can also have the opposite effect. It can feel like a burden, a chain, something that connects you to your self-worth. And without it, that self-worth crumbles. It all depends on your mindset. My journey (laughs) to loving exercise began with this deeply, deeply, deeply innate need to please others. That's because I was quite big as a young girl. Fat would be the word some people use. Oinka is one way I was described. My full name is Oyeyinka and kids are wonderfully creative. And over time, in hearing the insults over and over and over again, I thought to myself, one way to fix this is to change myself, to change my body. And that way, I would be able to find happiness. I would be able to find comfort in the connection that I get from being with other people social beings, other human beings, rather than pain from feeling as though I was less than each time I engaged with someone and they felt, well, I was eating too much. I was too big. I could always, always, always work on my need to overeat, as some would describe it. So my first relationship with exercise wasn't necessarily one that was motivated by health. It was motivated by fear. Fear about the fact that I didn't fit in. Fear that others knew that I didn't fit in. And fear that I would never be able to connect with someone else because I carried this weight, this weight of feeling lesser than, and just pounds and pounds and pounds of weight. Now that isn't the case now. For me, exercise has now evolved to a point where I can feel a significant change in my mood. There's this calmness that soothes every part of my being. If I go for a run, just a two mile run early in the morning, it takes about 10 minutes. It shouldn't take that long, but oftentimes I do it without any pressure 
that I'm trying to perform, I'm trying to beat someone else, or I'm trying to look a certain way. Now, my evolution with the relationship that I had with exercise has been dependent on my interactions with different individuals and feeling as though the human body is a commodity. If it is presented in a certain way, people earn a lot more respect when it's presented in another way, where individuals assume certain characteristics about a person. And that's certainly not the case. At times it can be. I mean, we measure, we weigh, we quantify things. The problem is you can't necessarily calibrate human emotion. How a person feels and how that motivates them to move. Now, the research is clear. Exercise is good for you. How much differs depending on your goals and who you ask about how you would like to reach those goals. I want the key takeaway to be that oftentimes our relationships with a certain concept can muddy the benefit of it or can muddy the benefit that you would receive from it. Exercise can turn into torture, for example, if you're an individual who dislikes their body thoroughly and is desperate to change it. Exercise can be extremely enjoyable if it's an opportunity to connect with your friends and loved ones to engage in a certain activity that helps develop some of your uh, attributes. For example, being competitive, playing soccer with your friends, or going to boxing with your family, going to a boxing class. COVID-19 has changed that collegial feeling of having other individuals in one room working towards a goal to make themselves healthier. I'll repeat it again because I do note that uh, <laughs> this has been quite a long conversation. And I want the most important part of this first episode as a podcast to be that oftentimes it's our relationship to an object, to an idea, to a specific person that actually taints our view of that thing or its ability to help us positively. And I say this because person A could meet person B and could have a fundamentally wonderful time. Person A could meet person C. It doesn't necessarily work out. They have a lot of conflict and thoroughly dislike each other. Now, from the viewpoint of person C, person A is just not a great individual, should not be connected with. But from the viewpoint of person A, person B, 
He's a wonderful person. It's, it's someone that person A gets along with quite well. How does this relate to exercise? Different people have different views. Always pick what's right for you.